Wow. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is... Yes, yes, I can relax now. Okay. I love that when Matt and Danny is happy, it is so, so funny. It is so hilarious. It's amazing. I haven't seen that combination before, so it's a blessing. I'm the youth pastor here at CCW, and I'm excited to share this message of peace with you this Christmas. So let's start with a story. A 90-year-old man goes for a physical, and all of his health um, and all of his tests come back normal. And he's a Christian, and so is his doctor. The doctor says, Larry, American, everything looks great. How are you doing mentally and emotionally? Are you at peace with God? Larry replies, God and I are tight. We are close. Now think about this. What 90-year-old says that? Tight. He knows as he goes, I have poor, I have poor eyesight. So he's fixed it. So when I get up in the middle of the night to the go, go to the bathroom, bang, the light goes on. And when, and when I finish, bang, the light goes off. Wow, says the doc. That's incredible. It's amazing. But a little later in the day, the doctor calls Larry's wife. Bonnie, Larry is doing fine, but I had to call you because I'm in awe of his relationship with God. It's amazing. Is it true that he gets up during the night and bang, the light comes on when he goes in the bathroom and when he's done, bang, the light goes off? Oh no, Bonnie exclaims. He's peeing in the fridge again. The things we have to look forward to, perhaps. <laughs> Poor Larry, he was a bit confused about peace with God. So let me ask you, are you and God tight right now? Are you confused with, about peace with God? And I don't want to miss the real message of Christmas this year. So let's ask God to help us. So we begin with a prayer. Jesus, please teach us the truth about peace through your word today. Amen. If you open your Bible to Luke 2, around verse 14, you can read about a time a few shepherds doing the night rounds on a hillside were blown away by first one angel... And then a whole sky full of angels shouting and praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Now that can also be interpreted, peace on earth among those whom God is pleased. But what does that peace mean? Wasn't there peace already in the Roman Empire by the conquest of their land? But see, he, peace in Luke, he is different. It's different because Luke is not talking about a military term among nations or laws that can be enforced. The peace the angels announce is inside all of us here sitting today. It's a peace 
That's the depths of our soul. It's in the depths of our soul. And it's a peace that we can get when we are made right with God. So, who is God pleased with? Is he pleased with me? Is he pleased with you in front of me? Is God looking down to see who is naughty or nice this Christmas? How do we actually know God is at peace with us, pleased with us? I love the book of Luke. It's so wonderful. And thematically, all throughout the book of Luke, he talks about the lonely, people on the margins of society, like these shepherds on the night. The lepers who came were very poor, and, and, and the others who had no power. Luke writes all of these unlikely people on the outside who receive peace from God. Those with worldly power often miss peace in Luke. For example, look at Caesar Augustus. At the start of Luke chapter 2, he just has to say the word and everyone in the whole empire has to travel back to the birth, birthplace so he can count them. You know, how arrogant is that? But does this give him, does this power that he has give him peace? No. Can money buy you peace? I wish. Doesn't exist in my life. Remember the rich young ruler in Luke 18? He worked very hard to be good. And he had good works also. He had success, he had money, and he had good works, like I mentioned. And Jesus wanted to give him peace. But did he find peace in the story? As you read along, Luke implies, no, he didn't. So (laughs) we can't get peace with money or good works or with power. But where was the peace at the start of Luke 2? A humble baby lying in a manger. And who received peace in the very first verses in chapter 2? Some grubby shepherds on night duty. In those days, the shepherds were really an outcast. It's not much to them at all. And they received peace. Why? Because peace with God only comes through his son, Jesus And therefore, we only know peace through him. Well, let me show you how. There's a time in Luke, describes in chapter 7, where Jesus was invited to a gathering of religious men, and this woman bursts in. She's not welcome. She's got a reputation. And the religious people together, oh, what is she doing here? It's crazy. But she falls at the feet of Jesus and washes his his feet with her tears and her long hair. And look what Jesus says in verse 47. And he's talking to the religious people. I tell you, her sins, are they are many, have been forgiven. So she has, has shown me much Love, but a person who is forgiven, little, forgiven little shows only little love. 
Then Jesus said to the woman, Your son, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? He can't do this. And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. (laughs) Go in peace, everyone. But why? She didn't have peace. She didn't have money. She didn't have good works. So why, of all people, she got peace from God? Humility. She didn't deserve it. She came humbly to Jesus. She trusted him. She had faith. That is, she trusted him to forgive her. And he gave her peace. As you keep reading the Gospel of Luke, like I said earlier, God is neither broken, but far from the proud. There are two main applications here that I want to highlight this morning. The first is this. Each one of us is invited to experience this peace with God. We're invited to come humbly to Jesus and ask him for peace. And we're invited, like the woman, to trust him. If we do, we'll find peace, just like the shepherds, like the yeah, woman. <laughs> but his, this is the unique thing about Jesus, is that he doesn't want us to just accept. He'll let you walk away. You know, you're happy to walk out, the, out this door as I speak. Please don't, looks bad. But just like the rich guy, like the religious people, they had the opportunity. But maybe you know Jesus already. So we know Jesus, Josh. But maybe you're not at peace. So I've had this experience recently, you know. For a very long time, I've been told that I have lots of potential. You know, I'm young, I'm all this, and... And everything, um, I can go a long way in life. But when people say that, what do they mean? They don't actually explain to you. You know, what do they mean? I have potential. When I first became a youth worker a long time ago, um, I said I'd never be a youth pastor at all. Never in my mind, never occurred to me. Never had an interest, like. And now in the last five years, I worked at two churches as a youth pastor. Mind you, that could could also mean that I'm actually not good. In the last few months during COVID, it has been difficult to get to know our young people. And in particular, my heart goes out to our young youth leaders. Horrible time to come in through COVID. It's crazy. And I'm trying to work out my peace with God. You know, what am I doing here, God? I can't see anyone. I'm just on Zoom. But, at the, but the, understanding the potential is, I think the whole thing is not knowing my identity in work and honouring God through that. So not knowing my identity in God through work. A few days ago, I was talking to one of our youth leaders and they expressed their concerns for uh, the youth and shared their heart for Jesus for them. 
it was so joyful as a youth pastor to listen to that person. And I was getting goosebumps, and I nearly wanted to cry, but sometimes you just got to hold it in. And I did. And I was like, bang, like Larry. There, there it was, my realisation of finding peace with God, that this was a place for me, and I'm at peace with God. That I am in our Lord and our Saviour's hands. Peace isn't from our performance. I can perform, but it's not. Peace is remembering God is at work in our life. Trusting him. I now have peace with God. Now you see me standing here and you think, ah, oh, yes, youth pastor, young, flamboyant, looking good, athletic body. Yes, it takes a lot of hard work. Um, it'll sooner go away in a few years. Get, I'll get the dad bod and everything. Um, and you go, wow, he can speak. He's great, you know, he's just awesome, he's relative. But what you see here is a product of many people that have been walking beside me since COVID. And in particular, our pastor, Danny, has, has really been beside me and mentoring me and how to develop in other areas that I'm quite vulnerable. For example, public speaking in front of everyone here. Last time I spoke was just in front of a camera and it wasn't that hard. Here, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a lot of people here for me. God is helping me in work in areas that I am not comfortable with, like you see today. So it's not based on my performance. It's what God is doing through me. God has made me humble, and I'm glad to be sharing this with you. The second application is the peace among us, all of us here. And we need to be with peace with people, your friends, your neighbours, um, particularly your siblings, kids, your parents, your grandparents, or something really out of the box, your cat or your dog you're not peace with, whatever. If we trust Jesus, he'll give us peace with God and peace with others. So... Who are you struggling to forgive? And God could give you the power to completely forgive that person and that will bring peace to your heart. And big thing is maybe the relationship with that person also. Come closer. Who have you hurt? God will give you the power to confess to them, to say sorry, to be sorry, to go on being sorry, because that will bring peace to you. So a few years ago, Danny and I were running a, a sports program um, and soccer, and we were playing this game one particular night at Bellbird Park. And through this game, it was chaos and just... Um, when you play indoor soccer, it's just really fast. You can't think for yourself what's going on. And we must have been losing. And one of our young leaders, um, he cracks it. He loses the plot. And he yells at his players, our players. He yells at everyone in the stadium. And he walks out. 
storms off. And he says, I'm never coming back. And in all in a moment of what, 10 seconds, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm the leader here. I'm, you know, I'm coordinating this whole program. And he walks out. Few few days go, I, I let him go. I let him go just to give him a bit of rest and, you know. Um, I give him I give him a call. He answers me, which is good. And we talk. I say, look, what's going on? What just happened here? And then later on, a few days later, we see him at training. He comes down. And, you know, we've got a group here together. And he's there. And he's approaching. I suppose it's like that, the prodigal son. You know, father's here. The young man's there. But our group's here. He's here. He's approaching us. And our group's like, oh, what's, you know, what's, what's, what's going on? He's coming. And, and he just says to the group, look, stop. Listen to me. I am so, so sorry for what I did to you guys. I, I am very apologetic. Please forgive me. I, I really apologize. As a leader, that was poor of me. And I shouldn't have left the way I did. And the group's rejoicing and they're happy and they're smiling, high-fiving. And through, throughout the training, you know, everyone's smiling. It's great. We are rejoicing. And we forget, as a group, we forgave that young leader. It was awesome to see and to experience and feel that young, that young guy who wasn't a Christian, he felt the love and passion from us. We forgave him. Mine, we didn't need to. We didn't have to. But we did because that's what God does through us. And I want to have that experience for you here today leading up to Christmas and beyond. Make peace with whatever you're wrestling with at this Christmas. God is offering us peace. Peace with God, peace within ourselves, and peace with others. It's never too late. Like the young man, he came. Like the woman with the Pharisees. And as the angels sang, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. You see, Jesus came so that we can have peace with one another. And only through him we can have peace. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Thank you. God, for this Christmas season. Thank you for time with family and friends and for the Christmas dinners and eating cakes, like Matt said, pavlovas, and enjoying the Christmas trees. But what we really thank you for is that you loved us so much that you gave us your son that he came to save us from our sins and that through him made it possible for our broken relationship with you to be restored. I thank you for the wonderful peace that we can only experience through your son, Jesus, who died for us. In your mighty precious name, amen. Merry Christmas, everyone, and I wish you and your family all the best this season. Thank you once again for the year. 
God bless.